How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. a little riff from Tragically Hip, of course, news from Gord Downey this week and his news of uh, uh, terminal brain cancer. Uh, sad to hear, of course, as a survivor myself, I was saddened to hear news like this. But the great thing is he's out on tour and I think what a greater way to deal with it uh, with uh, your illness like I do by going after your art. And uh, that's what I did here on Inside Jokes. So happy to have you all here. I have awesome uh, guest today, Kenny Robinson. Uh oh. Winnipeg born, Chicago raised. Uh, there's so much to say. You won the Phil Hartman Award. Uh, you've appeared around the world Johannesburg, UK, LA, Saskatoon, even. Bragging now. You're bragging. bragging. They love me in the tune. In the tune? They love me in the tune. Um, you're known for your, uh, well, you have your, your uh, Rubian, Nubian disciples <laughs> night, which has many Rubenesque women following <laughs> it. <laughs> like me, like me. 10 years it's been going on. 21 years, my dear. 21. How come all the bio info I have is wrong? I was going to say, because some of the people you've had on, we had Russell Peters on here. Oh, he was he was one, he was was with us from the very day one. You're yeah. one of his mentors. Yeah. And you're in told. his book. Am I in his book? Yes, yeah. you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I should have read it. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk. Uh, so, Kenny, you have your show After Hours with Kenny Robinson on the Comedy Network. That was in 2001. Nice. Yeah. But it's still on YouTube. Yeah, well, YouTube doesn't send checks, so yeah. you know if, if I don't, you know if I don't get paid, it doesn't really matter to me much. Well, you received a lot of love on our airwaves with the new global TV show uh, Private Eyes with Jason Priestley, and you're on that. Yeah, I, I did the pilot, and uh, I'm still waiting to see if I get called back. It's supposed to be like this Rob Ford type character, but then as we were shooting, they said, "Well, maybe not so much Rob Fordish, just uh, <laughs> just kind of a crooked politician." So. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm back for some more scenes. Did you get to do drugs and stuff? Like, was that no, your character? No, no. But uh, and when I got home, I had nothing to eat at all. It was <laughs> tragic. <laughs> and you're someone you've worked with a lot, many years. Darren Frost is here. Yes, Just, I am. Yes. Twenty-five years, Darren Frost touring with uh, your unique brand of controversial comedy. Actually, both of you are, are very well known for it. Um, and you have four full-length DVDs, yep. Darren. Yes, I do. And uh, love him or hate him, there's no one like Darren Frost. Darren actually is known in many, many commercials. You would identify him. When I was. I had a commercial run. Uh, many people recognize me as uh, the Listerine bottle. <laughs> I was the uh, second of three Listerine bottles, so I call myself the Val Kilmer of the series, broody and hard to work with. <laughs> I was on a, a Microsoft commercial that was famous because it aired in Canada on the last Seinfeld episode, Hermes, the Messenger of the Gods. And uh, That's very cool. Yeah, and I was the Bell Dime for a while. Pretty much a mascot. If you have some Febreze and a funny suit... <laughs> Uh, you was a Leon's Valentine's I baby. I was a Leon's baby. Oh, yeah. Labatt, you know the what, Labatt one when there was the hockey team and there was yep. a bear yep. and the guys were picking teams and then the bear was picked and then... Until you just brought that up, I forgot I did that commercial. That's a great commercial. I still remember it. I that totally even many... did not remember I did that commercial, but you are right. Yes, I was. Right? And so your line is you always get to play the loser. 
Well, yeah. Which is like my I do, like, I do yeah. tons of cartoons and, and uh, you know, acting, but I've yet to have any kind of love inferred. I don't have a pet or a wife or a child. It's just some kind of schlub who might just kind of try to touch himself on the TTC. That's my kind of look. <laughs> Good or bad. So Pays the Darren, rent. Darren Frost. So you're, um, you've been, uh, what uh, venues have been doing comedy lately? Uh, well, a month and a half ago, I played uh, Massey Hall on the big um, April 1st show, mm-hmm. and that was fun uh, with uh, Nikki Payne and, um, Gilbert and Gilbert. Yeah, And then uh, just touring a few shows uh, here and there. I was just in none of it for my first time. Wow. Yeah, and uh, first plane out. Thank you for that. They made sure I was on <laughs> it. And uh, yeah, and then we're going to be going to the West Coast in the fall and uh, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And our third guest, I always like to match am- amateur comics with the pros like Darren and Kenny. Uh, this guy, Sean Dunn, married father of two teenagers, still trying to convince the family he's funny. Grew up in Mississauga, very Irish family. And you just did stand up uh, for the first time a couple of weeks ago yeah. at Glenn Foster's room in Burlington. Yeah, oh, the geez. Black Bull. At the Black Bull. And uh, how was that for you? Yeah, it was popped, great. Popped it was fun. Son. Yeah? Yeah. Well, one thing I like about Sean, because I follow him on Facebook, he's got great one-liners, and we're going to do a workshop in a later segment uh, with some of Sean's joke, and the pros, Kenny Robinson, Darren Frost, are going to help him along. Uh, does that sound good, guys? Sure. We're the worst people he could have. <laughs> That's what I'm the looking best. for. Yeah. None you, of that stuff's going to go on TV. You're so... <laughs> Listen <laughs> to us, kid. You'll never have to worry about a festival. Yeah. <laughs> You guys do feel shunned by festivals, Ken? We feel shunned by everything Everyone. and everybody. Everyone Satan in this turns whole stupid country. <laughs> but we got, stupid country we call Canada. They pay us. They, they they throw us a bone every now and then, right when they find out that we're about to take a pistol and just settle all disputes. You know. <laughs> and then they give you a gig. Yeah, they give us a gig, so we decide no. not to take. No, them they all give out. Kenny the gig, and they go, "That's it. That's it." No, they stop. You there. get as many or as much or as more as I do. Uh, well, because I have a little more clean stuff that I kind of you know tone it down a bit. But and yeah. you're white. But anyway, not too. Uh, not too. That helps. Yeah, I haven't pulled the race card this week yet. Yeah, so that I, privilege. I, Thank you for that privilege. It's, it's it's the first it's the first day of the work week, so I thought I'd drop it on the table and just see if it smelled. Look, Canada, it's a problem, and I've, I've said it many times. And that in America, they embrace controversy. In Canada, mm-hmm. in the media, they run from it. You know, I've had some success, and Kenny's had way more than me. But have any of us ever been on the big shows? No, we haven't. Can we get on the shows? It's like you know, prying teeth. It's unbelievably hard to get on a show that you're even perfect for, whether it's a show on the Super Channel where no holds barred, anything goes, and they have the cleanest comics on, but me and Kenny were sidelined. It's happened so many times, it's ridiculous. But that's, you know, look, I live in Canada, I want to live in Canada, you have to accept it. What do you think, why does that difference exist? Because I think there's money to be made in controversy, and in Canada, they don't want to admit that. In America, they embrace it. All those big American comics, they're making tons of money. All the big comics Mm -hmm. that you can name, more than half of them are dirty or controversial. More than half of the biggest comics in the States. And in Canada, there's not one single dirty comic making a living just off stand-up comedy, probably. I can't name one. That's a good point. Because Gilbert Gottfried, who headlined The Nasty Show, uh, and Luella who was at the Nasty Show JFL right. last year too. Again, American Comics. So it's a Canadian festival booking American Comics to lead their Nasty a Show. A Canadian win. festival making uh, Canadian government money. Anyways, right. let's move on. Grants. Grants from the government. Yep. Uh, that's that's your mic drop. I'm Santa Cruz well, with Kenny Robinson, Darren Frost. You know, that's my Dunn. personal opinion, not Kenny's. And yeah, I, no, I, no. I put it out I there. I just but... like my breaks working when I go to use them, Darren. So you just keep on talking. Eh? <laughs> what well, happened to Darren? He had a brand new car and the brakes went out on yeah, him. Well. More after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640.
Hi, this is Inside Jokes. I'm Jeremy Hotz. It's not my show. It's Cruiser's show, and it's on Talk Radio AM 640, which you know because you're listening. We're back with Kenny Robinson, Darren Frost, some like actually Canadian veteran iconic comics, and Sean Dunn, <laughs> our new amateur comic. And we're going to do a workshop uh, feature later on. But uh, Kenny Robinson, Darren Frost, I'm hearing no respect, no love for you guys. Is that what's happening in Canada? No, we get love. Don't get. We have our fans. We have our fans. Yes, I all mean, three of them. Nobody draws <laughs> gangs of, of violent, drunken baby <laughs> like Darren and I do. Oh man, lesbians love us. The young lesbians ones. love us. The old ones no, die. We're not joking. Yeah. The, the yes. baby, the baby dicks love us. They We're the daddies love. they wish they had. The yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. In Kitchener, Ontario, there's always like 15 or 20 that come out, and they and drink then and Ottawa. they brawl with each other and they <laughs> yep. snort and they're just they're crazy. They they love it. They get it. They know it's all just comedy, and they you know I don't no. know if it's because they feel like they're more free in that environment, but they just love it. Now the older ones, they don't. They they're, no. they they look at us no. like they're the, we're the reasons why they decided to like women. <laughs> yeah. So over. you know, so we'll get them while they're young. That's yeah. what I say. We got uh, lots going on, and well, right now, uh, comedian Mike Ward from Quebec is up right. against the Human Rights Tribunal. I say from Quebec because I think they're actually more open to raunchy humor than the rest of Canada. Well, the, the Nasty Show is the number one show with Just for Laughs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There there's no, and Quebec no Comics actually have money where they can afford $100,000 with lawyers. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So. I know. He is spending a lot on the Human Rights Tribunal case. Right. Of course, um, he's up against the Human Rights because the family of a young boy that he talks about in his comedy uh, was offended, and obviously the young boy or claiming that the young boy has been adversely affected by the joke, right. which appeared on Mike Ward's DVD. And so they, he's up against the tribunal now, actually. Yeah. And uh, he spent a lot on the lawyers. And of course, the people for the family are saying, so what? He shouldn't have said that. What do you guys feel about stuff like that? Is this censorship? Well, I, I, you know, not a lot of people know this, and Kenny does, is that I went through a very similar thing eight years ago. Uh, I think it's about eight years ago. When the Winnipeg bus beheading happened, the day afterwards, I went on stage and did some jokes about it. And uh, something happened, and it became part of my act, the story about what happened at the comedy club. And uh, someone filmed it, put it online, and it's a very good joke. I'm still proud of the joke. And the family of the person who died in the Winnipeg bus beheading saw mm-hmm. the video, got very upset with the video, and their lawyer contacted um, wow. some media. Mm-hmm. And then someone from the Edmonton Sun uh, contacted me and did an interview and told me how upset the family was. Death threats. And I got death wow. threats and a whole bunch of crazy. And eight papers across Canada called me evil and it's wrong that I'm doing jokes about this. Now, where's my parade? Do you but, want to say the joke? Or? No, no, it's too okay. long. But the, the basic thing was I took the video down. I called Kenny. We talked about it. And my attitude was, you know what? If it's hurting the family, of course the joke's going to hurt the family. The family shouldn't even watch that video. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's a comedy. But the dirty person that sent them the copy to right. watch? Exactly. That's more my argument. The, yeah. But at the same time, I'll just write another joke. I don't really want to rub it in their faces now they know about it. So I dropped the joke. I took it mm-hmm. off the web. I got rid of it. And that was my choice to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, when we apply that to Mike Ward's situation, I think the joke was fair. I thought the joke was on point. Um, was it mean-spirited? Yes, yes, it was. Was he punching down? Was yes. he punching down? Yes. But I will say this, that I think every comic has the right to do any joke they want. It's, is it worth it to do the joke? And only you mm. individually can make that decision of whether it's worth it. To That's Mike Ward, point. it's worth doing that joke. Look at all the, the controversy it's creating. But is he getting bookings as a result? He's going to get bookings. Because well, he got of an it. award recently at the yes the, at, the, the, at the Quebec Comedy Awards. Yes. yes. 
but, but he had to because they wouldn't let him do a sketch. A There's sketch. insurance uh, issues over being oh, sued, yes. right? So he said, "Well, that's the case that I'm not going to take." The part insurance in underwriter told a, a gala mm-hmm. that if they do this sketch, we will not give you the underwriting, which means the show cannot go on. So they had to can the sketch, and as a act of you know censorship is or that freedom censorship of speech, or is that the investors saying well, we're not going to be involved? Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's B in my opinion, um, but he has the right to do the sketch. They have the right to whether they want to air it or not. Well, you know that's a good point. The money part, like you know, and we talk about the show business part. Like in Dana Gould at JFL talked about that once in saying how you know there is a business part to show. And do you take the shot? Do you go for the joke knowing that it might hurt you, or is it like it, you just never know if it's going to end up hurting you or not? I do the joke. That's you why you determine whether it's going to hurt me or not. I do the joke. Yeah. I stand behind the joke. But it's up to them and other people to say whether it's, you know, right or wrong for them. Yeah. And so be it. I have no problem with people not liking my act. I'm one of the few comics in this country that has a giant sign before you come in, says no refunds, you will be offended. If you come in <laughs> and still complain, it's like going to the haunted house and complaining that the bad man scared me. You you bought it, your ticket, suck it up, eat your crap sandwich, you and, made it. And I'm always uh, astonished that people are offended by me. Mm-hmm. When they know what they're going in I, for. Right. Yeah. They're getting, people sometimes get offended over oral sex I had 30 years ago. So, <laughs> right. The girl I'm talking about has died now. How can you still be upset over some old love I happen to bring up every time I get on stage and need to fill some time in? But I mean, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm always like, well, don't you experience this? Don't you relate to this? And they're yeah. like, no, because we believe in Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Uh, well, it depends. Like, they know what they're buying with you. And I think that's a good well, point. I think that's part of the problem in yeah. Canada is that we're not marketed into individually yeah no. you know it's like that you know mm, so you the, the, the comedy clubs it's like a restaurant that says food mm-hmm. and you don't know what kind of food you're getting you're just going to the restaurant that says food yeah and you know and maybe you've never had thai before but yeah. tonight it's all thai night and you're going i don't like this thai night mm-hmm. i'm never coming back to this food place again so i think that's that's a great analogy you don't think that happens in the states it's just that's a canadian thing that's a very much a canadian thing yeah. in america all the a clubs are big time promoters of the individual mm-hmm. they go to their website there's links to their uh, youtube yes, videos because they've bios, got star power they have star power, power yes. star power that kind of thing well uh, you, you know that's it's an interesting point because we're going to talk about that after the break actually kenny robertson darren frost and sean dunn are special guests here today on inside jokes talk radio am 640 this is k trevor wilson you're listening to inside jokes with sandra carusi Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. We're talking about, just before the break, about, um, you know, comics being lumped into one thing. And I think that's what happens with corporate gigs and sometimes. So they'll have a comic and maybe it doesn't go the way they plan. And then they say, okay, well, no more comics for our next golf tournament. Sure. When really they should have looked at what type of comic they were well, booking. even dirty comedy. Like, people will think it's just Seinfeld with, with F-bombs. And it's not. You know, it's like people come and go, I can handle dirty comedy. Yes. Oh, no refunds. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. And then six minutes in, they have this look of pure horror on their face like they're on the Titanic going down, you know? That's like people that say I can eat spicy food and right. they got no idea on the hot sauce <laughs> right. that we're serving up, baby! But, but, I mean, you know, that's that's part of commerce. You thought you liked it. You bought it. You made the mistake. I right. didn't. You know, my new slogan is, if you're going to hire me, don't hire Led Zeppelin to sing Rita McNeil songs. Let me there do my go. stairway to heaven. That's it. I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool if I did Rita McNeil songs. I'm just saying, you hire me, this is what you're getting. And it's up to you as a consumer now to find out if you like it or not. Not my fault. 
Yeah. Kenny? Well, I remember in the 80s when I used to feel bad about emptying a room, <laughs> you know, then Tim, uh, Tim, uh, Chris Finn, he said to mm. me, well, yeah, man, well, would you rather be Tom Waits or Wham? You know, so, uh, <laughs> but the audience wants Wham. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> you so, know, why so don't why not just do that then? Because it ain't in me. I don't have it. Yeah, okay. If I could, I would have done it. Like you know? clean it up, like you mean just go a little bit. I can over go to political, the, no, but even clean, I, clean, but even the topics are still edgy or mm-hmm. things that people don't think you should laugh at. It's not just look. That's the other thing about clean comics, right? The old argument is clean comics thinks dirty comedy is easy. Dirty comedy thinks ah, clean comics are lame. I that's the argument, but none of them is true. The reality is, good comedy is hard, and doing either one of those things is hard. But and dirty that's comedy the is harder because you're going against what people have been taught is bad. Right. Yes. Interesting. So if comedy's hard, maybe I should just pack get it out. in now. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's your day job? Yeah. What do you got for a day job? Uh, I work for a American company that sells bags. Stay with Purses, it. Purses. Stay with it. Organizers. Stay with it. Yeah, you're yeah. better off with the bags. Yeah. 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 And getting bagged. Yeah. So when your but stand-up a, career is dead, you can put in a bag. bag. But you guys know when you, Darren and Kenny, you got a bug. You got to do it. Like Sean, you know. Of course, but you know you have to realize that. The longer you get in this, the longer you're in this game. The, the harder less... it is to get out. No, the fewer places there is to go. Well, yeah. also, also, you start to lose track of why you started in the first place. That's one of the biggest problems in comedy. Five, ten, twenty, twenty-five years in, if you can always remember why you got in. All the problems are just problems and you can get over it. Yeah. But a lot of times you forget why you got into it. I got into it to make people laugh and say things I want to say. What's the That's funniest it. thing? What's one of your, you think has got the biggest laughs for you? Like even if it's a little dirty and dark. Orders. Well, I don't really have short jokes, but I, I still think yeah. the one that I love the best that I wrote is, you know, you're from a dysfunctional family when you start to lose track of who touched who. <laughs> <laughs> That is a good joke, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's actually true. And that's, you know, the, the best be comedy. Right yeah, you can laugh. The best comedy comes from truth. That's I the actually purpose forgot. of telling it. If you don't laugh, you're what part of the enemy. Right. I, I was know. talking to my wife, and I said, I think my one relative was touched. And she goes, what do you mean you think? I said, I can't remember. She's like, how much can you not remember that? That's so horrible. I try to black out as much as possible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, do, what's what's one of your best best killer ones that you still use? You have I'm, some- I'm so worried about my kids being abducted by strangers. I only let them hang out with better looking children. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great bit it's a great bit I've been watching doing the research for this and I'm just crying on the laughs per minute you guys are such seasoned guys here we have Sean Dunn who's new at this he's got some solid stuff he wants to work on and um, how are we doing Vin- Vinny on time we could still go uh, Sean let's yeah. throw out uh, we got three are those three fingers are you giving me the shocker what is that Okay. <laughs> that would be four fingers That's, and a thumb. I don't even know yeah. it's been so long you gotta don't, mute don't the you Fib it was a long weekend <laughs> That's why oh. you keep adjusting your seat. <laughs> what are you, 19? A three-finger shocker? Come on. <laughs> this is what I love. You see, I could take it. When you it. get to women our age, you got to put three fingers in just so they know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say a little, uh, a little different. Um, I can't feel myself pee out a big baby. Uh, this isn't going to sh- be bleeped, is it? Because this is good stuff. This is yeah. fun. I'm just kidding. Keep oh, going. Yeah. Okay. What, if I heckled you, I'd say, like, you know, what do you know about sex, Kenny? Not much lately. Yeah. <laughs> Darren? Mine always comes with a money-back guarantee. <laughs> it's I okay. Uh, my, I'm, uh, I'm 58. My girlfriend's 31. I'm six months older than her father. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. You're a superhero. Yeah. Well, I got to keep on that thing. I don't know if I'm that, but, you know, uh, her father asked me what are my intentions <laughs> with her, and I said, I'll let you know when I figure it out, kid. 
And uh, don't you go question the back. Don't you go questioning your elders now, son. <laughs> Point so. to the doll where the bad thing <laughs> touched you. Yeah. Sean, we gotta yeah. give us a joke because we're gonna give these guys to uh, think. Look at that, my ex-husband. All right, so, all right go. go ahead. What? Any joke? Yeah, you yeah. got one-liners. So you, guys is are, that your style? Before we start, are you a one-liner comic, or are these just one-lines you've well, written? I'm, I'm still, still trying to figure comic. that out. Okay, still I, trying to figure it out. Okay, I have one-liners, but what I got to work on is trying to weave them together into right. a coherent. Right. Okay. Bit. Um, I do a thing about not being able to hold down a job. Okay. Uh, got fired from a pharmacy because. Uh, can I say this? Yeah, yeah, just say it. You're with who you're with. <laughs> All right. We so talked about I got, pedophilia. I get fired because there, uh, I told an old guy to take his suppositories to shove him up his ass. Right. Uh, got fired from a sperm bank because every time somebody would walk in, I'd yell, hey, get a load of this guy. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. So keep going. Well, How the about- suppositories, you're just giving instructions. Yeah. So that wasn't such a bad thing. You should have yeah. had a lawsuit with a human rights tri- tribunal over those yeah. jobs. <laughs> So here's the thing with Sean. So he went, he has, I see his Facebook posts, like I said, mm-hmm. which are great one-liners. He's trying to figure out how to tie them together. When he did stage time, he did more storytelling. Right. And so the question I want to know, we're going to do after the break, should, can you do storytelling with one-liners or should he just stick to one style is the question. We're going to talk about that okay, after, we'll the talk break. after the break. Darren Frost, Kenny Robinson, and Sean Dunn on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. We're back on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Hello, Facebook Live. Kenny Robinson, Darren Frost, Sean Dunn, our amateur comic with our veteran comics, Kev- uh, Kenny and Darren. And before the break, we were talking about a joke that Sean needs help with. Right. And yeah. that would be... Well, you said, should he stick with storytelling yes. or should he do one-liners or mix it up? Uh, I don't know many comics that can mix that up because the, just the nature of one-liner comedy is most most times character-driven. Like if you look at Mitch Hedberg or Stephen Wright. Or Rodney Dangerfield. Or Rodney mm-hmm. Dangerfield. Oh, yeah. Or even you know local guys like Sean Emony, who is very, very funny with one-liners. Stuart Francis. Uh, Stuart Francis, mm-hmm. who now lives in uh, Scotland. Spain. In Spain, but he tours uh, in Europe. They're all very much character in their delivery. So it's very hard to kind of go, hey, I'm your buddy. Here's a story. Then switching back into. Um, What I would do is if I was to do that, I would do all my one-liners almost probably in the beginning and then kind of switch gears into storytelling once they're on your side. And the nice thing about one-liners is if you're bombing, you're not really stuck with the one joke. You've bombed with several jokes. (laughs) But if you're doing a story... If you can, you know, a third of the way through the story, you tell the audience is yawning, they're clipping their nails, they're looking to see who's on Facebook, <laughs> then you can't do anything but complete the story. I go, or admit defeat. Where's the one-liners? Boom. You're boom, in and out. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. boom. But yeah. you have to create more content. One-liners, I find, are harder, obviously. Well, because there's a lot of comics doing it. And mm. uh, the one thing is it's great for TV. It's a great for an eight-minute TV set. But, you know, with the way the internet is and the way comedy's going, how much longer is there going to be eight-minute sets? I don't know. There'll always years, be a Johnny Carson show. I don't know, man. I don't know if there'll <laughs> always be an eight-minute stand-up set like we're, like we're used to. Sean, what was the just the sperm donor joke? Sorry, I like that one just for Facebook Live. Uh, getting fired from the sperm donor clinic. Every time a guy would walk in, I'd yell, hey, get a load of this guy. (laughs) So then how do you, so how does he go to that? Then how about your wife jokes when you're talking about your wife when she falls asleep in public? Oh, uh, I like to do nice things for her. 
obviously that's what the marriage is built around so well uh, your marriage yeah, yeah well <laughs> i'm trying so every time if she falls asleep in public i'll i'll go up and i'll i'll shake the hell out of her and, and i'll yell don't you die on me right right and then that way when she wakes up everybody claps right and it's a really nice treat for it's her. a win-win yeah, yeah. So I see this in written word, and I just laugh my head off. Of course. And he's good at delivery. I mean, that sure. takes time, as you guys know. Right. Should he just go the writing route? Because well, some of these... You know, write, writing... M- most comics, when they get to a certain age, you have to make a, a decision of how we're going to make a second income, because stand-up isn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And many comics do writing, or they act. And more comics do writing than act, because a lot of stand-ups can't act. Um, so I always suggest to comics, writing is a big thing. I mean, most comic, like even some of the top comics in the country, guys like Pete Zedlacher, uh, another mm-hmm. great, great yes. one of the best in the country, you know, if you asked him, you know, not to get too personal, he probably makes more money writing than he does in his stand-up. Yeah. And not a lot of people know that because mm-hmm. he was writing for Ron James stand-up. He's writing sketches. He's on other TV shows. But that's how you supplement your income because stand-up just cannot produce the income to do it mm-hmm. unless you become Russell Peters or big enough like that. And there's mm-hmm. only so many of those that can be around. So I always tell everyone, take some courses, you know, write some spec scripts, whether it's go to Humber, whatever, for writing, do something. Kenny, you say no to Humber or no to going to school for it? As I think a way to supplement your income is uh, exploitation of uh, prostitutes. <laughs> well, um, not everybody no can do that. For that. There's but, no school um, for that, Kenny. There's know, no Kenny Robinson how to treat a lady on a first date school. You know, so I mean, that would be the idea way to, you know. To, <laughs> to make money, not writing comedy. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to write sweet lines like, baby, who's going to take you to the picture show tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Your daddy will. You know, so, um, you know, things like that. Veterans Kenny Robinson, Darren Frost, and our new guy, Sean Dunn. And we're teaching comedy on Inside Jokes right. today. Uh, on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, you'll hear the full-length show as we are here on Facebook Live on AM640. More after the break. And this is brought to you by Hakeem Optical. What do you think about that? You could see comedy better with I want to get my glasses uh, uh, adjusted. I bought all, all my glasses from there, and, and mm-hmm. my, my my local place is gone now. The one that used to be next to the Fat Man store out there in uh, Oakville? Um, yeah. They've moved. And so now you need so now my So now my frames are way the hell out here, and I... Just keep moving my head back and forth. <laughs> to Hopefully fit they in. stay on my nose. More after the break. Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Holy cow. Kenny Robinson is here. Finally, I got you in studio. Darren Frost. Darren tricked me into coming. So you yeah, I like the way Frosty. that worked. Yep. D- Dave Martin was supposed to come too, but well, he yep. had an accident. <laughs> oh, did he? A little. You bumped him on the way in. Well, um, over the weekend we, we made <laughs> we'll sure. have him. Were you at? You, did you do the Duke his room? I was supposed to, but I had another gig that night, and I got to the Duke about thirty minutes after I was supposed to. But I've done the show; it's a great show. Yeah, that's a good one. And yeah. some charity does some of the money goes. No, to every charity. show, every show, there's a, a different charity. He's for awesome. Each show. Yeah. That's so nice. Too yep. many animal charities, though. Yeah, you gotta switch it up. Yeah, never mind another dog pound. What about the crack holes of that neighborhood? <laughs> they, right. could, they could use a little you're step right. up you're there, right. you know? Or, that's in the right. East End, right? The yeah. 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 So we always like to plug. That's on Sunday nights, you said. Yes. Yeah. So, Kenny, uh, on the road stories, what's one of the craziest story on the road? You've been everywhere around the world. What's like a 
kooky story. Oh, I don't know. There's, fan or... there's, there's, I don't know. There's just too many of them, I guess. But um... do you want to think, and I'll tell mine. Darren, yeah, yeah. Tell Darren Frost. Let's mine. go. So mine never involve women because of the way I look. So uh, my favorite story happened in uh, Kamloops. Uh, or was it Kelowna? It was Kelowna. Sorry, Kelowna. Uh, I did a show, and after I'm selling my merch, my DVDs, and my opener comes running up to me. He goes, oh, my God, we got to go through the back entrance. I said, oh, why is that? He goes, because there's five guys outside uh, fighting each other for the right to punch you first. Oh, said, my gosh. What, oh. You, what? What? And he goes, yep, yeah." So I look out the window, and there's literally like a circle fight of like guys punching each other, going, I'm going to get them. No, I'm going to hit them first. And they were fighting for the right to, to hit me first. So I go back inside. I'm just selling my merch more, and my opener's like, what are we going to do? I said, well, look, you know, this is a crystal meth town. What are most crystal meth heads? They're not going to wait around. I said, in 15 minutes, they're going to be tired and want more crystal meth. And so, we, you know, 15 minutes later, Waiting we go out. through the Waiting front door, and there's no one there. They're all gone, you know, teeth on the ground, and they're just they're off finding them more you crystal meth. for your right to frost so, you know, day. That's right. That was a lot of backdoor action. It was. There. Oh, you know? my God. Anything, so, like, you must have been horrified. Well, it's... Uh, Maybe I'm just numb to it, but I was just like, that's another day at work. Before I had kids, I didn't care. I'm like, okay, yes. I'm going to get hit or whatever. But now I got kids, it's a totally different world. You you had a glass thrown at you while you're yes, on stage. Of course. Yeah, More than of course. once. More, More than, than once. once. Yeah. Like, what could precipitate something like a well, person? Well, look, I'm not an easygoing guy, and I'm my step, my <laughs> talking about a guy's dead mom usually helps, right? You know, but <laughs> the, the the thing is, is like I'm kind of they call it pugnacious or whatever in your face, whatever the term you want to use, and uh, people don't like it, and they get drunk. It happened in London, Ontario, and the Rivoli. It was the last time oh, I ever wow. did the Alt Dot Monday. Yes, someone threw glass at me, and I said, "I'm never coming back," and I never have. But being the Rivoli, it didn't have much force on it, you know. <laughs> it was kind of like a little, a little like a vegetarian guy. It, it was like a little veggie hipster kind of <laughs> tossed it yeah. over. I would shave, but I'm not strong enough to go through the hair with a yeah. five blade uh, like razor. Tom, our producer. No, no, he's a rugged looking cat with his thing. You know, yeah. I'm talking like the straight up. Uh, the fathers never took him to play catch kind of hipsters, you know. It's, yeah. Those are my favorite hipsters to pick But I mean, on. I have tons of those, so like being attacked and assaulted and death threats. I mean, it just came with the territory back when I was younger. I, you know? I, that's just insane. But, you know, people get drunk, and when they get drunk, they lose the word fight because they're going to lose, and yes. then there's only one way to that's go. That's what the hecklers it's don't high school. understand. It's high school. That they're going to always lose against the comic. I don't know why they do what they do. They don't need yeah. attention. They need a hug. We okay? live in a world where everybody thinks that nobody should be laughing at it, and I'm going to take control of the situation and make sure nobody laughs at it. Yeah. But, you know, that's your opinion. Jimmy mm-hmm. Durant, he said, everybody wants to get in the act. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kenny, what, on the road story, you got. Uh... Oh, they, I mean, okay, one time in Saskatoon, uh, a woman was heckling me, and, you know, I, 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 I hit her with everything I had, and then I took her purse, I dumped everything <laughs> out of it, and I stomped and I broke everything that was in her purse. <laughs> and the audience loved that. That made me, that gave me the cult status in Saskatoon, <laughs> which led to another time in Saskatoon where. Um, I was yapping back and forth with this redhead woman, and she came up on the stage and told me to get on my knees, and I did. So she lifted up her skirt, so I put oh my, my head gosh. under her skirt, and there was no underwear on. Oh, my oh, god! So guess what I had to do? What any good man would. So there was that time in Saskatoon. Then there was another time oh in Saskatoon, boys. I was doing... <laughs> Rank and vile. That's I was doing Prince Albert or, uh, or one of those gigs. So they The came, gig or the uh, apparatus? Well, the, the gig. I, I'm too sensitive <laughs> for that. So anyway, so my so my Saskatoon crew, they, they, they get in all these different cars and they're drinking and they're driving down the highway to this other place in, in Saskatchewan. And there's a heckler that I'm having problems with. 
So the guys go, we're going to beat his ass. I go, no, 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 don't start any ruckus here because it reflects poorly on me. Yeah. So they go, okay. So they go, guys, take Kenny down the street to that bar called New Orleans. So I go, okay. So I'm down there 15, 20 minutes. We're drinking, what have you. Finally, the boys come on in. I go, what the hell took you guys so long? He goes, well, we had to straighten up that guy, but we didn't want to uh, We didn't want to reflect upon you poorly while you were there. <laughs> so it's like they're, wait, they're waiting to. So the, what they do is they have one of the boys take me out of there. Oh, my God. So I could not so be associated with the right. ass kicking. That's that happened great. to the so perfect. Yeah, you know. So where was that print? Where did you? That was in a Prince that Albert. was in a Prince Albert Man. or North Battleford or one of those. Uh, Every market. It, it right? was one. It was one of those. Free, it was one of those satellite Saskatoon gigs. So. Yeah. Um, so you, you're uh, Kenny Robinson, known as a mentor. We talked about with Russell Peters, who was just in town with his uh, filming his Netflix special. Yeah, I was How's, there the second night. It was great. Yeah, yeah. How does that feel? Like you've got this big worldwide superstar saying you're his mentor. It feels terrible. <laughs> no, well, you know, it, it the way mm. I look at it, because uh, he took me to open for him in San Francisco a couple of years ago, and there's a, a young crazy woman who told me that I needed a Molly, and I said I don't need a Molly, thank you. What's a Molly? I know that's uh, a drug. It's, it's some kind oh, of drugs. some kind oh, of. Oh, it's drug. a drug. Oh. Yeah. I'm so so um, she asked me. She said, uh, "Well, what is it? You know, you know, it's like you, ecstasy. How do you yeah. feel? Oh. How do you feel like you know opening for him and, and doing that? Doesn't that bother you?" So I, I started to choke her, and then um, <laughs> not at all. And no, Bigger's no. Teddy was on, and he was in there. <laughs> but no, I figured. I said, "Well, what it is?" Uh, I said, uh, "Russell Peters is like the Rolling Stones, and uh, I'm Muddy Waters. I'm an influence." Mm-hmm. And uh, every, every now and then, uh, the rock star reaches down to the old blues man and said, "Come and see what this is like a little Love bit." It. So you know, it's okay. I'm kind. Of, I'm, I'm definitely proud of Russell's accomplishments. As mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of all the guys I've ever given advice to or embraced. Who's another big one, for example? Well, my my son's uh my my, my son's a, a a real monster. He asked me if I've ever heard of Ke- of Kevin Hart. Oh my god! So I said, "Go in the garage." Uh, open up those boxes that You're say kidding. receipts, and there's autographs from uh, next to the sum of $150 that I used to pay him when he used to come and do my Nubian show. Oh my God. So, But that's when he was known as Little Kev. So, Holy uh, cow. First time he ever did sketch on a TV show was my show After Hours. Same with Leslie Jones. First time she ever wow. did sketch was on After Hours. So, um, Kenny yeah, Robinson. A lot of people forget that. Yeah. Iconic. We'll talk more with that with uh, Darren Frost, Kenny Robinson, and Sean Dunn. Yay. Little kitty Sean Dunn. Yay. <laughs> Santa Cruz Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> he swears when he doesn't have to. We all do. We all do. He no. can say stuff because he looks that way, doesn't he? Can he not? Because he looks like. Nah, he looks like he should never swear. He looks like one of those born with a spoon in his mouth guys. <laughs> yeah. He ain't a dead-end kid like me and Frosty. we got no options. Yeah. <laughs> this is 40 years of cheese right here. Hard. <laughs> Tom, are you rolling? Rolling. Oh, my gosh. 40 years of cheese, Darren Frost. That's, That's hilarious. Title Pete- my next DVD. Peter That's Anthony just walked in. Fleming. <laughs> Peter Anthony just walked in the drop-in center for comics. Who never know? And Kenny Robinson, what were you saying? He looks like a silver spooner. Yeah, definitely. He's good looking, right, nice good looking. chin, perfect yeah. teeth. Sure. He's not one of these guys that has to re- you know, re- rely on shock value and yeah. right. and, to sh- and to upset people's sensibilities. Parents yeah. fixed his teeth when he was young. Look at mine. I look and <laughs> gnaw, a, through, gnaw through rope to get to school every day. He's 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 a one percenter. I don't mean outlaw biker. He's you know yeah. he's he's elite. He should yeah. be doing he should be doing all the corporate gigs and never saying bad things. Okay, yeah, but Pete, so you but you would say I'm a white male. It's tougher for me like uh, doing my thing than these. Oh, he's guys. the white male. Oh, that 
country don't club. Don't drag me into this argument. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to lose with these two. I want to see you go down. White power. White power. White power. White power. That's all I'm saying. But he could argue. He could say. Nah, he's Illuminati. Don't give me that. My heart pumps piss water for him and his blues and his misery. With his blue J hat. When he gets a zit, girls want to date a zit. That's how lucky this kid's had. Take no it off, Mister Clean. Geez, I'm really taking it on the chin. <laughs> you can never. Well, it's a, a very square, chin. handsome yeah. chin. You say. <laughs> if I get you in jail, you'll be taking a lot of it on the chin, kid. <laughs> There's a lot of products on that chin. Is all I'm saying. Well, I'm going to be taking it on the chin Hope and so. anywhere I anywhere. can, actually, hopefully, because I'm going to be playing Stony Creek, May 31st, Comedy in the Creek, all Italian show. Nice. Yeah, it's Eric Johnson's room there, and uh, bring your plastic. Bring it. <laughs> Put it on. Bag it up, boys. I'll be there. Because if you don't go over well, you'll be wrapped in plastic. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, my God. And yep. the headliner, Massimo, from Montreal. He'll be yep. there. And the butcher, Lenny Corrado, and Giuseppe the MC. That should be fun. June 11th. Oh, let me go in order, right? Alt Doc Comedy Lounge the at the Rivoli. Lenny. The butcher. It doesn't even sound like it should be okay. <laughs> uh, cheap laughs Mondays at PJ O'Brien's. That's start. Sean Dunn, yeah. you are amateur. I think you want to go play that. Yeah. Do I the do. Irish yeah. thing. Yeah, good. Yeah. You should. Why not? Yeah. Tuesdays. It's a great pub. Yeah. Uh, happiest Hour Comedy at Orchard Bar, the LGBTQ. They're adding more letters there. Megan Casella is going to come here. It's going to be the whole alphabet pretty soon. Right? Plus Pro-Am Comedy Night. Yuck Yuck's New Talent Showcase. Kenny, you're playing uh, Yuck Yuck's right now, actually. Sunday night. The last Sunday <laughs> of every month, yeah. uh, we do the Nubian Disciples All Black Comedy Review. Just in case you're nervous, it's not all black. It was when we started, but we've, we've <laughs> had... We've handled a few tokens in, but, uh, you know... Any it, Italians? Uh, yeah, we got Italians. black. They could be black. Well, if you if you know anything about history, when Hannibal and the boys stopped over in Sicily, they hopped off the elephants and right. let me tag some of this Guinea Guinea. Right. And uh, <laughs> New Guinea, man. That's why. Uh, that's why you get the Italians with the curly hair. That's what I. So that's what I say all the time. You know. So, so what's at the end of June? Do you have your lineup booked yet for the show at the end of June? For the end of uh, Nubian. The end of June. The headliner is uh, is Natish uh, Sakujak. See, so after, uh, the, the Nubians are 21 years older, and as uh, as it goes on, it's harder and harder for me to pronounce these new immigrant names that I'm putting on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's Once upon a time, was Jean Paul, was Russell Peters, even the, even the Indian guy had a, had a, had an English sounding yeah. name, right? And now nice and you easy. know, it's now I've got like a Edo, you know, I, I mess up all the I, the Nigerian names I screw up, the Muslim names I screw up, the Indians. But it's all different shades. So yeah, that's it's a good all thing. different shades. But I sure wish they all had white names. That's all I'm saying. I don't mean to be bad, folks. But <laughs> okay, and uh, oh, Darren, now we got the sign to wrap it up. Oh, okay, Darren, what you got coming far. up? What do you got? Uh, Any, Darren I have Frost? the uh, all white show that happens every time I go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually all pink show. Yeah, all, all red pink. The face yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, but no, I have no shows coming up that I really can plug. But uh, you my, and McGee. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm going to be up in uh, Sudbury, North Bay in July. And if anyone's interested, I've released a box set, the only Canadian comic to have a box set online, 30 hours or more of stuff for only $20 at ComedyHorrorStore.com. ComedyHorrorStore.com. Um, 20 bucks. That's very good. Hours. That's impressive. Yuck Yucks, Wednesday to Sunday. Mike Harrison in Toronto and Michelle Shaughnessy in Mississauga, who will be on our show next week. We're very excited about that. And our friend Minnie Holmes starts her room at Cherry Cola Tuesdays in June. She'll be doing another night with Dean Young, two broke girls. That'll be a lot of fun. We'd like to support that. And Glenn Foster, his Black Bull Nights on Thursday nights. I'm Santa Cruz. See, we have our Comedy Rx, which is whom? 
We got the Kenny Robinson as our Comedy Rx. I'm Santa Cruz. Thank you, Kenny Robinson. Thank you. Thank you, Darren Frost. Thank you. Sean Dunn. We should mention Rank and Vile. Nah. Yeah. Producer Vinny, producer Tom, our little student Tevin, and Peter Anthony, thanks for the drop in and your BJ service that you're providing today. I don't know. I'm Hold Santa Cruz. Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Myself, I'm not impressed with all the body piercings. You know, I got my nasal piercing. I'm not impressed because my wife, she has her pierced. And uh, <laughs> at first I thought it was cool. Then I found out the ring that she has, it was her wedding ring from her first marriage. <laughs> So when we got married, I refused to buy her a ring. You know, and she said, you're a cheap bastard. I said, I'm not a cheap bastard. I just see how you treated the last ring somebody gave you. And if things don't work out, I don't want anybody polishing my gold. So we compromised. I got her a really cheap one. They'll turn your pecker green if it goes anywhere near it. So uh, apparently I have control issues. Awesome. And you could always uh, contact us here. I want to thank uh, producer Vince Tedesco and our technical producer, Tom. Contact us at uh, Instagram or Twitter at InsideJokes640 on Facebook. and uh, Or check out my website, SandraCruci.com. Thanks for listening each week on the world of comedy here on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640.